our next topic is uh, the WCPMT. How many people here know what PMT is? How many, how many people have had a petition for medical treatment Yesterday. where you got on the phone and you had some good-looking guy like this on the other side? You got a lot of people in the front row here. <laughs> <laughs> no, and actually, but the, the PMT process, as Chairman McKay was talking about, uh, is to a large extent a result of the advisory council uh, for years, and I, I serve on the rules committee, and we had problems. It's, it's not with the people in this room, but some adjusters don't always respond when the authorized treating physician will order a test or physical therapy and the, the claim will get stalled and there's a need for some type of medical procedure and it, it's just been sitting there waiting for a hearing and the PMT uh, process was an effort uh, which came through the advisory council and the board agreed that you know we need to come up with something so we can quickly deal with a situation where if an authorized treating physician is uh, ordering some type of treatment or test uh, there needs to be a reason if you're not going to authorize it and that process is, is just to bring it to a head so with that I'll turn it over to Harry and uh, and Judge Imahara, if y'all haven't met Judge Imahara, you need to do so. He's the Chief Administrative Law Judge uh, with the State Board and is, does a great job. He's been with the Board for many years. So, Judge Imahara. Thank you. Well, thanks, Robert. I think we're done. I think Robert pretty much explained it all for us. Um, but no, we thought it was important to uh, talk sorry, briefly um, about this today because you know, over the last, I mean, it's since July 1 of last year, but I would say over the last six months, um, you know, we've seen an explosion of these. And, um, you know, it makes sense. I, I understand um, what claims attorneys are going through sometimes when they're trying to get things authorized and things seem to stagnate. And as Robert was saying, you got a hearing uh, that could be, you know, out there 45 days and postponed again. Uh, and you've got somebody who needs uh, immediate medical treatment. Uh, I'm glad the board uh, created this procedure. And, and David, I don't know if you want to talk just a little bit about the process of how, how it came to be. Well, uh, thank you for having me. I want to thank Moore Ingram, uh, Robert Ingram over there for uh, having us today, and Harry speaking on this panel. And um, I always seem to follow the chairman after he does a great job um, giving an update with our workers' compensation system. Uh, I'm so excited to be here today. It's great to have this wonderful turnout. Um, I would just mention a couple of things before we talk about the nuts and bolts of the PMT process. Um, the chairman's always just a little bit modest when it comes to his success as chairman for the last five years of our workers' compensation system. But literally, the first day he came on the job at the board, the first question he asked was, how is our ICMS system doing in Georgia? And it wasn't doing well because it was over 10 years old. So he set a goal out immediately to upgrade our workers' compensation system. And he did that in less than three years. We were able to successfully implement, really, I like to say, world-class ICMS system. We were able to go to an international workers' compensation conference this last couple months ago. And there were jurisdictions from all 50 states and around the world and can you believe there are still jurisdictions that handle workers' comp in paper? They're still asking those questions about how are we going to do this process to automate. And so what you will shortly find 
is our system is great because all you need is an internet access, Wi-Fi, and connect to the internet, and you can handle workers' compensation claims. And so after he successfully implemented essentially our first phase of ICMS2, we are now on the cusp where everybody in this room, I see a lot of smiling faces, you will be able to access what Harry has been able to do for quite a while, which is see files and as well as electronically uh, file and claim. So we're so excited about that. So the second issue that the chairman looked at when he first came to the board is delays in medical treatment. How can we speed up the process in delivery of medical? Not only from a statistical standpoint, how are cases moving? They need to move quicker in terms of employees getting medical treatment and getting back to work. But how can we improve the process at the board in terms of making this process move quicker through the workers' comp system? Because as Harry mentioned, you know, if you're on a hearing calendar, it might be 60 days out. If you file a motion, you're really getting 30 days out. And so um, the chairman, through his leadership and the advisory council, we have six or seven committees on the advisory council. Everybody talked about this issue for a number of years. How can we improve this process? The chairman also set up a number of subcommittees to address this issue specifically about how we can improve the delivery of medical in our workers' compensation system. There were legislative proposals, okay, to how can we improve this legislatively. There were all different kinds of process uh, proposals put forward. And finally, we came together, um, the workers' comp community did, and the chairman talked about the rulemaking power and the advisory council, and it was through them that we came up with this great process. And so as Harry mentioned, July 1st of this last year, we implemented what we call the PMT process. So it's Rule 200, uh, 205C, and then we also have the form, which is the WC Petition for Medical Treatment, but we call it the PMT. And so we implemented that July 1st, and I have to try that. It's kind of funny that you implement something July 1st, and it takes about 30 days for everybody to figure out there's been a change. So really, um, shortly thereafter, uh, we were inundated with a number of PMTs. And to this date, so far, I'm just going to give a couple updates here. So far, uh, through the end of May, we received approximately 1,200 PMTs. So we're receiving about 100 every month. Okay? And over 80% of those PMTs are resolved prior to ever even moving forward in a conference call. So we've been really successful in taking a large number of cases and either you all are controverting or authorizing the medical treatment. So we've seen a lot of success with that. But now I just wanted to give you the brief highlight of that. And so we need to give the chairman a hand. Give the chairman a hand. All right, Harry. Nuts and bolts. All right, so nuts and bolts. We just wanted to go uh, through with y'all what we go through uh, when we're looking at these uh, from an attorney standpoint, what the judge is going to tell us, what he's looking at uh, when he actually has these calls. And where do you go from there? So the, the key is that it has to be a testing or procedure or something that has been recommended by an authorized treating physician. All right, so that, that's number one, first threshold. Secondly, the attorney, uh, the claimant's attorney, has to have given us notice, either to the insurer, the adjuster, or to us, the defense attorneys, uh, more than five, at least five days uh, beforehand. And typically what I see is I'll get an email from an attorney saying, hey, why haven't you authorized this EMG? It was recommended last week. Um, boom. So once I get that on a Monday, I know that you know Friday after 5 o'clock, if we haven't done something about it, the attorney who has, who has sent me that email uh, has already got his calendar diary to have that PMT filed 
you know, Friday at 5 o'clock, as soon as it's been five days, uh, to get the ball rolling. Uh, and typically what happens, we get these a lot of times when the case is not in litigation. So it's not a, a file that we've been working on uh, actively. And, you know, you all have got two, three hundred cases. Uh, how many of y'all are overworked out there? Too many cases on the desk? Show of hands. Um, you know, you, you get hundreds of emails a day. You get all kinds of mail every day. And I think that most of the attorneys understand that 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 y'all are not purposely trying to just delay people's treatment uh, or testing just, just for the fun of it. Um, because it doesn't really help you in the long run, right? Our goal, as Judge Amahara is saying, is to get people the necessary treatment and get them back to work. Okay, so this kind of shines a light on it, and it does give you a very quick timetable. Uh, so you just need to make sure, once you get an email uh, or a call or letter or something from that attorney saying, hey, what about this testing or procedure? You need to make sure in your mind you've got five days counted because you can rest assured if they're making that call or sending that email, they're going to go ahead and file this. And what will happen is that starts the clock and a, a conference call will be scheduled. They don't, you don't get called to say, hey, what's convenient for your schedule? Uh, basically, Judge Imahar and the other judges will get it. And what is the procedure? It just gets assigned to different judges? So um, a couple things that I'll just follow up on with Harry. Uh, make sure it's a compensable claim. Make sure there's an authorized treating physician. Make sure you have the doctor's note, obviously, like you all know that, that recommends the uh, procedure. What I'm just seeing, just generally speaking, is usually I see about 30 days. I think that's a typical time as an authorized treating physician will recommend physical therapy, will recommend an MRI or something. And usually by the time I see the PMT float in, it looks like about 30 days have gone by and no action's been taken. So that's just a barometer. I rarely see somebody going on Monday and then the following Monday I have a PMT scheduled for us. There are a few attorneys who will do that. Because I've had it at least twice uh, with one particular attorney. And I'm not going to <laughs> well, I'm glad you got that resolved. <laughs> yes. Um, so, when we get the PMT, make sure you're familiar with the PMT form. Okay, the claimant's attorney or the claimant, usually it's claimant's attorneys, will fill out the basic information and show who the authorized treating physician is. They'll attach the medical note um, regarding the testing, and then um, it will be filed with us, and we will set it quickly. Um, the one thing I would say that I've seen so far. Um, in this process for y'all is the number one question that I get on this is once we set it, how do y'all tell us that it's been resolved? Um, it seems like there's kind of a little bit of chaos. People don't know, do I just file a paper? Do How do I get it to you guys? Um, what I would tell you is number one, um, when we set a PMT and you're on it, there are two places on the PMT to call. One at the top and one at the bottom so you know where to call. Call us. Okay, call us and let us know that you resolved it. You'd be surprised at how many um, conference calls we have already had where no one calls up. So don't be afraid to call us, really. And I think some of y'all have done that, called us, told us it's been resolved, we're going to authorize a controversy. Number two, um, the best way to let us know is to respond on the form. There's a section B or C on there in terms of authorize or controversy. Fill that out, whichever way you're going to go. And there are two ways to get it to us right now as we sit here today. You can either mail it to us, okay, tell us it's coming, but then mail it to us, or you can email my secretary. Usually the secretary on there, after you call, can say, hey, let us know, and we'll take it, and we'll process it that way. Now, here's the exciting thing, though. Chairman already mentioned this. Y'all, in the next number of months, will have access to ICMS, too. 
So what Harry can do right now is authorize a controverter for you, okay? But you'll be able to do it soon as well. So that will be the next phase, and we're excited about ICMS2, that you will be able to authorize or controvert electronically without um, this whole process kind of being up in the air in, in terms of exactly how you're going to do it. But the number one thing I would tell you is please call us and let us know, because this is a telephonic conference call, and we want to always know what the status of what's going on in the case. And, and you will know which judge is handling it, so you'll know specifically, I mean, you can call the boards, the yes. general numbers that are on there, but they will also tell you which judge is going to be handling the call. Typically, we also get emails from the judges' secretaries saying, hey, this has been scheduled for this time, uh, so a lot of times we will just respond by email, we've resolved it, we've either authorized it, we've contributed it, uh, and then they'll remove it. Exactly. So, but again, the telephone conference will occur within five days from the petition. So once you see that, you know, make a mental note that, that something's going to happen, so you need to go ahead and take care of it, authorize a controversy uh, within that five days, because what you don't want to have happen, and I'll ask Judge this, you know, what happens when, when that doesn't happen, when you get nothing, no communication, and then uh, no one is on the other end of the uh, call? So um, what I will give everyone in this room, in the overflow room, kudos is, is Rare, I mean, it does happen where there's no one on, Harry's not been retained yet. <laughs> uh, and usually, when a case is set, usually, we will do an inquiry into, uh, did we give proper notice to everybody? Have you all found out about it? Because we don't want to blindside you. We probably usually will probably reset, reset it one other time, just to make sure you're on the conference call and act, and get notice of what the PMT is requesting. I will be honest with you, I haven't seen too many where nobody shows up. Y'all um, clearly have been reading the notices, know you have to act quickly, and usually y'all retain somebody quickly to resolve the issue. And so it's been very rare that we've had that instance um, occur. Um, so the, the easiest and simplest thing for you to do, if it's a procedure uh, or test that you do not think is appropriate, does not think is necessary for the treatment, uh, is not related to the injury, immediately fill out the section, uh, which is section D, on the PMT form, controversy. You know, that acts just like a WC3 notice to controversy. As soon as you do that, and it gets filed, that's key, it has to actually be filed uh, with the board, then the call is canceled. There's no need for it because you don't need a judge determining whether or not to approve it because at that point, once you have controverted it, um, it would go into litigation and go into a hearing, uh, you know, and at that point, uh, you would need to file a WC, claim attorneys would file a WC-14. If they hadn't already, they'll file a hearing request at that point. Uh, but again, the key there is it has to be completed on ICMS, and as the judge is telling us, that's great news that y'all will be able to do that yourselves within a matter of months. Um, is that going to be a full integration of the EDI system into ICMS? EDI separate, but yeah. Okay. But this, we're just talking about your access. Right. Um, Okay, so uh, so then if it's going forward, um, because you have concerns and um, you relay those to your attorney or you're handling it yourself, you know, what do you do? You, you need to determine, uh, you know, what your grounds are, because the judge is going to ask you. The judge is going to say, well, is this an authorized treating, is this a compensable case? Is this the authorized treating physician? Did the authorized treating physician make this recommendation? Did they give you five days notice before this? Why aren't you authorized? Okay, so you're going to have to be prepared to answer that question in front of the judge. All right, this is not a formal hearing process. Nothing is being recorded here. 
uh, but you are dealing with with administrative law judge of the state board so you know you need to have your facts and your evidence as to why you don't want to authorize it. Um, in theory and I will tell you uh, the way this is supposed to work it should be simple I mean there should be an authorized treating physician or an authorized treating physician who is recommending treatment I mean any compensable claim that hasn't been controverted the condition for which the employee is receiving treatment should be work-related. There shouldn't be any causation issues. And so if those issues are out there, you all need to raise them and state them. And that's why um, we really, the whole purpose of this process is to get action taken, either by you or the employee moving this case forward in terms of so the medical is not delayed. So what we're really trying to avoid is the silent denial where nothing's going on. So we want action, either authorize it or controvert it uh, based upon the circumstances of a case. Now, I will mention this too. If causation is an issue, and sometimes that is raised, um, it's okay. You can get an IME. You can get a second opinion. You can do those things. The one thing I will tell you is sort of my one experience with that is by the time a PMT got to me, it had been 90 days since the recommendation had been out there for something, surgery. And so my first question is, you wanted an IME, what have you done to get that idea? Oh, it hasn't been scheduled yet. It hasn't been, you know, I mean, you've got to take action. You've got to show that these things are, you're taking steps in your case. Okay. So what can happen is um, you have this conference call and the judge says, well, they've met all the proper criteria. It's the authorized doctor. Um, it appears to me to be related to the injury. I'm going to order that this treatment be authorized. Well, what do you do then? If you still feel strongly about it, you need to immediately request a hearing and controvert the testing or procedure. Um, that will give you time to be able to get the IME, as Judge Imahara is saying. You will still be able to present the evidence that you feel you need uh, to, to win the case, uh, but you can't just ignore it. Okay? Um, I will say this. Um, it seems like nowadays with social media and everything, um, we're all in the business of speed. Everything's speed. Right? Uh, this process has been so popular that we've seen a lot of different things followed as well. We've seen payment of medical bills. Um, I've seen almost a change of position filed. I've seen um, all different other things. Um, obtaining a copy of discovery, you know, discovery, obtaining a copy of a panel. Um, so there's so many different things that people are so excited about in terms of trying to get quick action, I've seen employer insurers file. Employer insurers have filed um, requesting quick action on, on cases. Again, the rule is very specific at this moment in time in terms of what it's dealing with in the process, but um, we are in its infancy. This is the first 10 months or so of the process, and we will continue to look at this process to try and update it, expand it, do whatever we, whatever the workers' comp community thinks is best in terms of to try and uh, move cases along. Um, but we're very excited about this process. I hope you are as well, because the whole purpose of our workers' compensation system is obviously to deliver medical treatment and return the worker back to work. And so hopefully we're helping with this process. But um, we're very excited about it. And I'm always, it's always great to sit up here with Harry Tier. He is a great lawyer. My one war story that I just have to say about Harry is the very first case that I ever tried, literally a week after I was sworn in to be a judge, was in front of Harry Tier, and that case went all the way up to the Court of Appeals. So thank you, Harry. Yes. Um, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could reciprocate because uh, I did not prevail on that.
However, uh, it has been a pleasure practicing in front of Judge Imahara and all the other uh, judges uh, over the years. I think that our state board is, is as good as they get, and, and we're very lucky to have them all. So, thank you all.